0: Well, 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 welcome back to the OK So podcast with myself, Holly, and my co-host Simone, where, look, we just like to overshare. We like to overshare our life.
1: Yes, yes, we do. And quite frankly, I think our listeners now know a lot more about me than my parents
0: do. (laughs) Look, you know, your parents are probably like, thanks, but she's not ringing us about this shit anymore.
1: (laughs) My dad would probably hang up on me.
0: <laughs> we started this podcast because we wanted to create something for women when we talk about women's issues and empowerment. And I still think we're doing that. But along the way, it's kind of turned into something else where we're using our own experiences to relate to those issues. And we're just both two women who just like to not filter the shit that's going on in our life.
1: Oh, no. Oh, like I could act like my life is well put together, but this is so much more fun.
0: So, with that in mind, what are we discussing today, Moon?
1: Well, Holly, my dear friend, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) We had to get it in somehow, dying to talk about sex. Who is not Look, so, every
2: episode
0: let's... we want to talk about sex, but we've got to, like, filter it out to other stuff. But we're back to it
2: now.
1: <laughs> yes, and we have to look. Somehow we've got to make it relevant, right? We can't just go all in with sex, can we? No. So we'll, we'll, be, talking, yeah. we'll be talking about sex uh, for kids. Uh-huh. And I guess if we, like, get a bit more specific, uh because we did put this on social media, just trying to see what people were more interested in hearing about or I guess yeah from our point of view was um sort of the libido side. Yeah. Um you know, your sex drive after children, yeah. um losing it, keeping it, that sort of thing. So Yeah, that is what we'll be talking about today.
0: Well, firstly, I'm disappointed that no one wants to hear about the dildo I have strapped to my shower wall. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I wish I will do it. Um, yeah. So we really wanted to discuss this issue because you know we like Simone and I are both mothers, and I think we we put the question out there on the Instagram on the Instagram. How old am I? Um, because we wanted to know what people were interested in. we And we really wanted to cover all aspects of it because there's so many different things where, like, it's pain and things that not uh, are not the same as they were before having babies. Um, but we thought that if we, we just focused on that one thing, the one common theme, which was libido, rather than um, everything, we could get really deep into that one topic.
1: Yes, I agree. Because it's such a broad, like, sex off the kids is massive. It's huge. We oh, can go on forever about it.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but let's, let's reel it in so we've got other episodes that we can talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to, like, can I kick it off with, I guess, my experience? Yeah,
0: all right. If you haven't already listened to our other episodes, um, we have talked about masturbation before. We talk about our bodies. We talk about, um, what else do we talk about?
1: Uh, we talk about how our children are fucked.
0: Yeah. Um, and the common theme you will find in that is that Simone wants to tell us her story. So take yeah. it away.
1: <laughs> Simone is the center of attention. <laughs> uh, so I have four children. Mm-hmm. I What are they? I had them two years apart, then three, then two years apart after that. So I actually, I guess, have been blessed maybe if you want to at it that way I never had a extremely high libido I I don't know if it's average below average it was very I guess steady and mm-hmm. after the children I was I it didn't it didn't ease off or it, you know it, it just was consistent yeah mm. and I um but I guess also my husband his libido or sex drive is Pretty much bang on with mine. Yeah. So and he isn't someone that would pressure me to especially I think is it six weeks post kids before you're supposed to be having sex? I don't know if there's yeah. like, you know, a rule but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's roughly six weeks. So um he you know, he was never sort of like pushing me or anything like that, it was, you know, if I was ready and not tired and, you know, we were heading off to bed at 5.30 in the afternoon, <laughs> then yeah. he might have gotten some. But there was no, yeah, it was, I, yeah, we just sort of picked up where we left off when we were able to and, yeah, I think I, yeah, I was pretty lucky. A very boring story, yeah. So, <laughs> My libido stays the same.
0: Okay. So... You had children quite young as well, though. So I wonder if that contributes to that as well. Like, so being young, um, that it stayed consistent. Whereas you know, if older people are having children, whether that affects a little bit more, um, because they are older, their hormones are doing different things. You know, they always change. Do you know what I mean?
1: That's very true. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's all. Th- so I have four babies as well. Um. And I said, "Okay, so I had my first one when I was twenty four and I had my last one when I was thirty six Yes,
1: how old is she now thirty
0: five um yeah so i I have noticed a big drastic change from then and now, uh, and I don't know if it's just necessarily age as well though, but I also feel like relationships do you know what that is that is key to everything I feel." Like when we're talking about this stuff, you have to have someone who understands you, someone that you can communicate with, and also I think respect the fact that you've just had a baby and it changes everything about you. Um, so yeah, having that respect for you in that regards. But so when I first had, when I had my first baby, mate, I, and I and I have always had a really high sex drive, I could not wait. To have sex again. And you know what? I'm not even going to say sex. I'm going to say I cannot wait to be fucked again. Um, (laughs) And you know what? We waited a week um, because I was like, I cannot wait any longer. I need it. Um, Now, please... (laughs) <laughs> that is not a, not advised. It's six weeks that you should wait and, you know, you've just had a baby. Where the placenta comes away from your uterus, that's a wound. So, you know, not having anything up there, <laughs> up there is going to be better for you in terms of healing. Um, but me at 24 was like, nah, I don't give a shit about that. Um, just give me the D.
2: <laughs> give me the D.
0: Yeah, so for my husband and I, we didn't skip a beat. It was all good. We were like, you know no problem second baby cool, weight no problem third baby had a cesarean so i don't know if that also contributed to it as well but from that point on i was like i don't want to be touched um and i feel yeah no i it went from there to there um and you know we had a really good relationship in terms of communication and stuff but you know he had always experienced me wanting it all the time. Um so and to not um so I guess for me, on my part, there was def- there was certainly guilt. I felt guilty because he his life was not maintained the way that it had been. Which sounds ridiculous to say out loud, doesn't it? Because it's like, oh well, you just had a baby, of course life's not gonna be the same but, you know, that it is what it is. And then for him as well, you know, I felt pressured a lot because he was he just expecting me to be as normal because I already had two other children and I was as per normal. Um, so then I started to feel pressured, and I don't think he realised that's what he was doing. But I, I didn't. I honestly feel like this was the sort of the first wedge for us in terms of what led us to break up, probably the year later. Um, yeah. That for me that was the first little thing because I was like, why are you not getting that? I don't want this. Whereas from his point of view he's like, Well I don't understand, like it's never been like this before. And I'm not saying either of us are the bad guy is at all. I'm just saying that I feel like there was a lack in communication, a lack in each other's expectations that probably needed to be discussed better.
1: Especially when you hit sort of the third child, yeah. you are exhausted anyway yeah. just from looking after all three and then sort of try and communicate that with your partner on yeah. top of being, feeling guilty, on top of like, oh, when, they, when you're breastfeeding as well, um, mm. I feel like that really, really helps yeah. dry up. <laughs> well, you vagina. know,
0: some women, so for me personally, don't touch my boobs, don't go near any of my boobs if I'm breastfeeding, can't stand it. Some women, it makes them feel more in the mood, not the breastfeeding itself, but just they feel more womanly. They feel more like they're... You know that side of them, you know what I mean comes to life, kind of thing, so i it yeah, it's funny how different things do it for different people,
1: yeah, definitely, and I kind of again, I'm never ever condoning this whatsoever, but I begin to understand why men have a post baby early, you know, sort of straight after they've had kids, they do. I go and find sex somewhere else because they are used to something they weren't getting. Again, it's not okay. But I'm like, oh, I think they get that pressure, that frustration. they like, I need to get it out. Yeah. And instead of communicating. And yeah. Like it's not okay. You should have talked to your partner.
2: No. Oh,
0: yeah. When you said you understood, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, you know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying is that they take the easy road and they're like, oh, well, she's not giving it to me. I'm going to get it somewhere else, which is ridiculous. Exactly. Your wife has just pushed out a fucking baby that you put inside of her.
1: You I grew for nine fucking months. Yeah, you.
0: Yeah, and so okay. Now I have to say, in my in my point of view, like in my life, my husband was amazing. Like, took took care of everything, cooking, cleaning, whatever, whatever I needed. So we were definitely not lacking in terms of you know, um, compassion and respect in our in our household. Um, mm-hmm. But I can definitely see in a different household that resentment can grow from, like, you know, there's that feeling of guilt and then there's that feeling of being pressured and then the other partner's like, well, why won't you just give it to me, which just makes me infuriating um, to think that, that people think like that. But, yeah, then there's that resentment grows, resentment from her for her going, well, you're not even helping me look after this baby, and then him resenting her for going, well, you're not even giving me what I want. Um, yeah, it can be a really breakdown of communication. Frequent of relationship. Oh,
1: yeah. Definitely. Oh, massively. Like, mm. I I do know a lot of um, people, friends that have had kids um, and they have, yeah, had a lot of post-baby issues when it comes to sex. Like, I know someone where their husband was like, no, minimum three times a week, I'm putting it on the calendar. We're doing it. And I think that like. For me that's pressuring. I want I yes. want to I mm. want to feel connected to the person not as though yes, it, uh, you know, after sex I'll go and drop my son off to his soccer game like that's what they're doing they're making it a chore.
2: Yeah. It goes
1: on on the calendar. Mm. But it was a I guess it was an unhealthy way of dealing with the fact that she was losing her libido a bit post Baby, Mm. and he wasn't handling it, so he's like, "Well, fine, I'll put it on the fucking calendar, and then you have to do it."
0: Yeah. So instead of going, "What can I do to make you feel loved and wanted and in that mood," he went to going, "Well, I'm just putting in the calendar, and you're going to do it."
1: Yeah, Mm. because there's no understanding. And this is like this is a thing that does frustrate me. And I I have quite an incredible communication with my husband and I will tell him even small things like I at the moment during lockdown he's still working he still gets to get out of this house and Mm. doesn't have to homeschool and I will say to him he'll come home and actually I remember when I was um I had my third baby and he walked up the stairs and I was like, I hate you. And he's like, What? Why? And I was like, Because I resent every minute you get to spend out of this house. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Shall I do dinner? <laughs> and I was like, No, you will take the kids and I will do dinner and I yes. will not hear anything from you. He's like, Yep, yeah, no worries. Just scooped up those kids. And he, and like, because I told him and communicated, I still obviously didn't speak very kindly. Uh. But, you know, he was understanding that, yeah, it's hard work. And he's like, I, I would never try and places because yeah and I, you know
0: sometimes that you just want that recognition to go you know what what you're doing is amazing i understand why you feel the way you are
1: yes and then later that night you go thank you for acknowledging let's fuck each other's brains out
2: yeah yeah like i
1: appreciate that you appreciate me mm, carry on. i definitely think it um your partner the way that you should handle it post baby is a massive contributor to your libido Yeah,
0: and like as well, we're talking about this and it doesn't actually need to be something necessary that you need to fix. Like it's not you don't need to fix your libido so you can please your husband. Like I definitely just think it just needs to be – you need to be open and go, I'm just not feeling it, and have them understand it's not about you needing to change yourself so you can be more sexually available to your partner. I think it's just let's just explore the fact that it happens and um. Whether you want to change it or not, just be out being able to express that though. There's nothing worse than making out like you have to fix something about yourself so you can your partner can be
1: satisfied. Yeah, like you're supposed to be doing something. Yeah. yeah.
0: Sex is important in a relationship. It's not the most important thing for some people, um, but it definitely it's a factor. But I think that it's not a must all the time. And we our lives change. They go up and they go down. And you're doing this with your partner and I think that they need to as well as them, like in return for them, they might not necessarily feel like they're up for it. But you know, mental health is one thing that plays for everyone in terms of if they're wanting that sexual connection or not.
1: Yeah, definitely. So
2: what about someone who has a high okay High libido, but there's other factors.
1: Or oh, other factors like um pain post, yeah, yeah. or do you mean yeah? Mm-hmm. I again, since I know a lot of people. <laughs> it's yeah. the industry, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the industry, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually know someone post children. She had,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I don't think it was. It was I definitely wasn't third degree mm-hmm. or. Second time, oh, it might have been second. She did need a stitch or two, and that yeah. was it. Uh-huh. Um. But when she finally went to have sex, and um, you know her her husband's libido is definitely high. Hers is high. Mm. Um. She, it was painful because things are quite tight down there now. Like, mm. and she she said that she's like, I've never like it hurts so bad. Everything feels so so tight. Yeah. And I was like, I, well, I've not experienced this, so I don't know mm. how to deal with it. I don't know if that's, you know, a bit of a more of a fall play thing and ease things. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that would have been really hard. Yeah. Um, and probably common. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it is. Understand.
0: Yeah, it is common. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just then have to re.
0: Yeah. So we can't. Okay. So we're. Blood. Yeah. We're talking about libido and how, you know, women are you know, with their partners, some of them are saying, well, we're just going to do it because um, whether you like, if you're into it or not, we're going to schedule it because it's important to me. So let's look at it from that point of view where they have a high libido but it is painful. Are we still saying to women, well, just do it, schedule it how your husband wants to because that's where they want? Because that when you say it like that when someone's experiencing pain, you're like, whoa, that doesn't sound right. So why is it right to say that when it's just your emotional, mental?
1: Area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah, you can't force yourself if you're in extreme pain. Yeah, yeah. mentally or emotionally, you're you know not in a great place, and yet you still should do it because you can't physically see. Yeah, the issues. Yeah. Mm.
0: So I that's that was my experience after the third baby, but fourth baby, um, I, <laughs> this is giving a lot of detail about my life with my fourth baby. Um, I was with someone who has. Had has still quite significant um, mental health problems, um, so mm-hmm. I did my pregnancy alone. Actually, do you know what? When I was pregnant, I was 20 as fuck.
2: 20 I
0: years. yeah, I was so I just wanted it so bad because I didn't have it the whole pregnancy. Um, and I remember like when I was like eight nine months, I was like so like oh I know I need it anyway. You know you get over it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but because I had her alone and all that kind of stuff. I think regardless if if I had a partner or not, I would have had a low libido, I think. But I think because I don't have a partner and it's just um, me raising my children, like it's non-existent. Like honestly, I have no desire whatsoever. And sometimes it sort of creeps into my brain going, is that something I need to fix about me? Is that something I need to, you know, work on? But then on the other part of me is like, well – I don't have anyone. I don't want anyone, probably because I've got no libido. Um, and actually, it may, actually takes a little bit of the stress off me because I'm like, yeah, I'm just focusing on my business, my kids, my friends. I actually, there's no part of me that goes, oh, I need a man. Actually, you know, I would much prefer a woman I, at the moment. I think <laughs> TikTok, I am made it to lesbian TikTok, I swear. And I'm like, what a man, because I'm not interested in that.
1: Yeah. have you
0: made it to lesbian tiktok before
1: i haven't no oh girl but, like i feel oh. like it'd probably be up my alley
0: oh i'm gonna send you some thirst traps because oh, oh, please instagram if you can put us instagram if anyone's made it to lesbian tiktok please let us know and who is your favorite because oh, i just God. yeah they have oh there's something about them
1: oh there is we met so damn beautiful i know i, I
0: know uh, so what is it is I it okay look in general i think everyone is bisexual you know whether they tap into it or not i think that as a species we have the ability to be that way um so the, but then i question myself and i'm like right am i into women like that or if I, am i just do i just love women because women are amazing and then do you know what i mean
2: yeah. Mm.
0: I think I just yeah, I, love women in general and who they are and what they do and they're just amazing. So it's an admiration thing maybe.
1: I think I don't – I I don't know if I really see gender. I'm not one of these yeah. this, them, they people. I'm not against it, but, I like, that's not me. I I do see gender. But when it comes to if you really like someone, I think gender disappears. Yeah, like yeah, you no, that's what beginning. I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: people can love people, and it's not a gender-based thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shit, yeah we've, we've got
0: probably. we've got all tr- we got off track here. We've, <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> lack of libido after babies, and then we're now we're like women. Um,
1: women, TikTok, and hot women. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually, you know what I? I'm gonna really bring us right back. You know okay. what I experienced mm-hmm. um, while pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had been with, um, my husband for a little while before I fell pregnant. Um, and I actually.
2: Agent?
0: I think, put your agent. I think, I think it's relevant when you put your agent for this story. Okay. So
1: I was, um, 19 Mm -hmm. and I, Mm -hmm. that was, it was, I think I was second trimester, 19 and I experienced my very first orgasm and Mm. I did not realize that was what we were doing it for. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I, yeah, Like, you still enjoyed I, it. You still enjoyed it prior
0: to that. You just, that was just added an extra element, right?
1: Yeah. So, I thought I was always, you know, I guess, getting there if you will. Yeah. Um, and it feels good. Then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I was like, yeah, that was lovely, wonderful things, you know. And you still sort of, I guess, when you're in that early relationship too, you know, you're like, jackrabbits really aren't you mm-hmm. You're, like anywhere anytime you mm-hmm. know zero responsibilities any day or night we'll yep. do it yeah any whole soul
2: rush um, yeah, sorry <laughs> so <I'm>... so <laughs> the okay so <laughs> podcast any <laughs> hole will do
1: um yeah so it wasn't until i was pregnant that i actually had my first orgasm and i was like what was that make it come back <laughs> all right so all right
0: i got questions can I can I get can I ask very in depth questions or no?
1: Oh please. Go All for right. It. So
0: what kind of sex was it that you had the orgasm with?
1: Oh, that's too in depth. No, I'm <laughs> <okay. laughs> um, kidding. I was on top.
0: Oh, so okay. So pun intended. It was too in depth. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So it was penetrative. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Though yes. I do find when people are on top though, like for women, there is
2: that more clitoral stimulation too.
1: Yes. Actually, you know what? Now that you've said that, you know what? It's just triggered something. We haven't discussed this. This is going to be too deep. I'm really sorry to everybody. You can just stop listening for the next few minutes. I actually, one thing I have lost mm-hmm. is I very rarely orgasm with penetration. Most mm. kids.
2: I've never
0: penetrated.
1: <laughs> Wait, hang on. I've never. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have never orgasmed with penetration.
2: Thanks for this. Yeah. Having <laughs> you, interesting. Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It oh, there you go. Yeah,
0: but like you said that you were nineteen and pregnant and had your first orgasm. I was, I was not pregnant, but I was twenty when I had my first one. So I started it's having a
1: maturity thing. Yeah. hey.
0: Well, not well. Okay. I was sixteen when I started having sex. And, yep. okay, and this I think is going to relate back to relationships and libidos after sex, after children, is that <laughs> I think that I I was with someone for all of my teen years, like with the one person. Um, and I think he had, okay, he had tried to make me come and I always felt like he was inspecting me. So when he'd go down there, it'd be like he'd look and poke around and like he's inspecting me. Um, oh yeah like
1: you didn't fake it or something
0: yeah i didn't fake it i'm not faking it
1: they get everything Me? in the world
0: given to them i'm not giving them that yeah. um <laughs> so then i actually went out with someone else actually they worked together i did a little switcheroo um Fun. so then i went out with someone else and he'd already been with he'd only ever been with someone at one one or two other people prior. But he, I think it was that he just made me feel really comfortable and trusted him, and he's, and we enjoyed each other's company. We just, we just had fun together in life. So when we got yeah. to that point of things, he went down on me and made me come, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah.
1: And it was insane.
0: Like, yeah, it was insane. So yeah, that's the only way that I ever
2: orgasm.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You really do need that like, yeah. good relationship to help the libido.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Beca- okay, so then because we're discussing libido, I did a little bit of a Google search because I was like, well, are we- we're going into this blind. We're we going in and just talking about our sex lives. With well, yes, we are, guys. Look, disclaimer: we're doing this because we want to tell you all about our shit. But I 100%. thought,
2: well,
0: let's let's get a little bit more in- insight into what we're actually talking about. So one of the things that I read was, um. Sometimes for women, holding hands and kissing is enough to make you feel loved and sexual Like that's what you want. You know, if that's not what your partner thinks is sex, then that's different. But one of the things it was talking about is that it's about enjoying your time together non-sexually as well. So if you're with a partner and you have a low libido, if you start doing things together like listening to music or having a glass of wine at night together or going for a walk together, put that baby in a pram and go for a walk and just have that quality bonding time, it can help a woman go, okay, I feel relaxed, I feel connected. It's about, that's the key word, connected to my partner. So tonight I want to fuck him.
2: Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. One of
0: the other suggestions was reading a romance novel to get you in the mood. <laughs> and then I just thought Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm like, actually, legit, though. Did that not create a whole movement of women going, I needed something?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Which obviously they weren't getting at home. They weren't feeling connected at home. But then they've read this book and gone, I'm okay. I'm going to go find my husband and do bad things with him. <laughs> Which is, it's so interesting, isn't it?
1: So interesting.
2: Hmm. It's and a maybe life. they
1: were feeling they were feeling that connection from Mr. Gray. What's his name? I can't remember. Chris,
2: anyway, Christian Gray. Weirdo
0: Christian ah, Gray.
1: Yeah, of no. course you
2: remember him. <laughs> well,
0: I just remember reading it, going, "Oh, this is the creepiest thing." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but the one thing that I noticed about that book, look, like I said, there was a whole movement. It changed a lot of. Things about you know, in, in air quotes, housewives felt about sex. It was something about that book that energized something in them to go, okay, I want to have sex now. Which is isn't it sad that that's, their husbands weren't doing that, but a book did. But the one thing I noticed about that book is the relationship that um, the the couple had. And there was trust. There was comfort. Um. They had the quality there. They did things that together that were not sexual that made them feel connected. So, really, that's what it's all coming down to in the end, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. Mm, mm.
0: So, I think if you are experiencing low libido and you are with someone who you either feel guilty, they could be great. They could be like on board going, I'm here and supporting you. At the end of the day, you just got to be honest, don't you?
1: Oh, completely. Mm. It's just so, yeah. Without being honest and open, is this going to be a lot harder?
2: yeah, and not in a good way but' bomb!
1: <laughs> good one, and if you are loving what you're hearing especially after today, please make sure you are sharing, tell your friends, like us on instagram um and don't forget we have a website, the okay so podcast so Head there, especially if you have any suggestions or things you want us to bring up and talk about. We are there. We are answering, my friend. And we
0: just wanted to let you know, while in lockdown, we were actually releasing two episodes a week. Um, So we had content out there for you guys to listen to, but we're now just stepping back a little bit and only doing one a week. So you'll expect us every Wednesday now. Um, I know that you're going to set your alarms, aren't you? Aren't you? On a Wednesday. Uh, it's now to going to be
1: a wonderful Wednesday.
0: Wonderful Wednesday. Winsome <laughs> Wednesday. Crazy bitch Simone and Holly Wednesday. Yes. Uh, we'll
1: help you get through the hump day.
0: The hump day. ba <laughs> All
2: right. Well, okay, until next week. Bye. Au revoir.